Welcome to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. The Christmas holidays are right around the corner. Things are starting to get tight again with Corona, so make sure you stay safe, keep your people safe, and start as many new traditions as you can. This week, as promised, is Jim Elzer of Sweet Smoke Q. He competes, he bends, he makes smokers, he makes barbecue sauces, rubs, and injections. There really isn't much that this fellow hasn't done in barbecue. I know I say it every week, but this week's episode is killer with a lot of great info. We'll definitely have Jim on again as we only got through half the questions. So please join me in welcoming Jim Elser. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. We're having little chuckles before we... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually good. It's uh, it's actually a little chilly down here in uh, Central Florida, Oh, man. bullshit. What temperature oh, is it right now? Oh, it barely... I don't even know. It, it didn't get to 60. It might have got like 59, but I tell you what, people don't realize that I do wear long, I call them long shorts or pants, and I do and I do own some shoes, a, a, a couple pair of shoes, but I think most people see me in my get up, my flip flops and shorts. So, but when it gets cold down here, which it has been lately, it's like sometimes I'm, I'm a jacket and that's oh why God, I moved, this Ohio boy, that's why I moved to Florida, somewhere yeah. warm. You look aggrieved right now. I talked to Russell Short the other day, and he was like, man, I had to go start my truck, let it run for 15 minutes. I'm like, why? He goes, it was 48 degrees. I'm like, you're fine, man. Like, it didn't get above 43 here today. When I first moved down here, I bought a brand-new car, and it had uh, heated seats. And, you know, being from Ohio, I'm okay. Yeah, I can, I can deal with that, you know, in Ohio. But my thought was like, we're in Florida. Why would I need heated seats? Well, I can tell you what. I, I've used them quite a bit the last since I've been down here since '05, so they come in handy, especially in, you know days like today. But the good thing about down here, it goes in you know little spurts, so you know yeah. we don't have a lot of cold days. And, but when it does get down in the you know the mid 30s at night, that's that's pretty damn cold down here. That's terrible. I don't know how you'll live. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's a rough life sometimes. I know. I know. Well, let's get into it. Because, you know, you're one of the most accomplished cooks in Florida, in the world. You've had a lot of success all around the place. And I'm just glad that you're here today. Well, I thanks, really for, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So how do you go about setting goals for your team year in and year out? First got into it, you know, I set a lot of goals. Maybe not a lot because I didn't know what I was getting, getting into. Uh, started back in uh, 2010. So I'm going on, you know, 11, 12 years of this this craziness but I every year I would set maybe at the beginning of the year not not necessarily writing it down but mentally I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna get you know I want to be FBA team of the year I want to be top 10 or, or whatever that may be and I, and I want to get you know I want to have so many first place calls or, or, or you know not even grand championships I, I think that it was mainly team of the year I never thought I would you know be running for team of the year every every year since you know I pretty much 2013 Mm -hmm. So I don't really write them down, but mentally I, I have goals that I would like to set. And recently in the last few years doing this as a business now, I have not set goals for myself and it, and it has shown just talking with uh, Lee Thompson from Pig Chicka Cow Cow, you know, everybody knows him. He, he's, he's a, he's a machine. He's on fire. You know, he's been on fire for years and, and we have conversations and he told me, he's like, Jim, you need, you need to set some goals. I'm like, yes, you know, that's what I used to do. I haven't done that yet. And it shows. And I'm not saying that I've 
went out there and was terrible, you know, not finishing the top 10, but I wasn't where I wanted to be. We all strive to go out there and try to win. And not saying I don't try to win, but did have the goals of, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to set to to try to repeat what I did two years ago or, or whatever that may be. I just yeah. work with emotions. So I realized this year going into it before the, the COVID hit, I'm going to set some goals and I'm going to go back to it as, you know, an enjoyable hobby instead of a business. And actually it, it has shown. So I'm not just going through the motions or going partying or whatever. I'm, I'm right. going to go have fun and, and, and set some goals and, bring it back to more towards of a hobby than a business than what right. I had in the last couple of years. Right. And you've always been a great example to me in terms of someone who, who goes out there with the intent on doing well and has goals, but also with the intention of doing this for the reason that we all do it. And that's to have a good time. Right. Yeah. If we didn't have a good time at it, that <laughs> it's a lot, we all know this, you know, it's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a lot of money and you got to have some fun at it. If not, it, it becomes your, you know, your nine to five job and, and not saying I, you know, a couple of years ago, I wasn't having fun at it. I just went through the motions. Okay. This is, this is what I, what I, part of my business, not all my business, but you know, this is part of it. And, but it, it got to where it was clocking in, clocking out. Yep. Yeah. And I think we all go through that and it's been actually conversations with Dar- Darren you know, he goes, when this stops being fun, that's when I stop doing it. Right. And Darren, you know, I've talked, you know, he's told many of us that exactly. And it, and he's, he's right. If you're, if you're not having fun at it, it's too expensive and it's, it's expensive and it's, it's a lot of work, not just during, you know, Friday and Saturday, it's preparing, traveling. It's just, if you're not having fun at it. You're, this is not something you need to be in. One of the craziest things I've ever seen though, was my trip to Lakeland last year. And I had never been down there before. And, I might know where that is. <laughs> yeah. And I had to I had to come and pick up some sauce from you to bring back up here to Lancaster Barbecue Supply. And I didn't know how that contest was set up with the vendor row right there with all the the big vendors. And just to see your setup and to see what you guys do with that competition. And still compete and do a very good job of competing. Right. That blows my mind. Well, yeah, that it's a, that's a lot of work, and that's why we only do about three or four of those vending gigs a, a year, and it's it's a lot of work. And I and I and it's not just I mean it's, it's I got a good team that takes care of the vending uh, during the contest, but you know prior to that, and, and you've seen you know. We roll in there with trailers and trailers, you know, with the big smokers and, and thousands of pounds of meat. It, it just, it's just crazy. And it's all, like I said, it's a lot of work, but I have a, a great crew that I can, I don't have to, I can focus on competition, but they're still there. I'm still in that spot. Right. Um, it's a distraction, but you know, I've, I've, I've done this for a couple of, you know, <laughs> quite a, quite a while. I, I, I know what to go through. And when I first started, that's how I supported this habit was vending at all these. So for the first mm-hmm. probably four, three, four years, every contest I would set up and then a lot of times it was just me and my son. Yeah. Um, but they weren't as crazy as, as many people as, as PickFest. PickFest brings in 25, 30,000 over a two day period. So like I said, it's a lot of work and it's, it's, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, Oh, 
<laughs> uh, just just thinking about all the work and what it takes to do that, it just goes, oh, you know. But I, I'm that's part of the business. And if we didn't do well in the vending side, we wouldn't do it. So it's one of the top three events I've ever been to. And I'll it's say this. Pretty, it's, it's pretty unique. I got to do it last year under very certain very special circumstances and I, I can't speak enough about it and I'll never miss it. I'll never miss it. And that's one of the things that, uh, that was my very first contest, 2010. And I vended by five o'clock. I brought everything. We could, we could do a whole show on that whole cluster <laughs> F. Um, yeah. You can cut here, by the way. It's, it's friendly. Yeah, I know. The funny <laughs> thing is I was on a radio show I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and it was like, I thought we were doing a podcast and I think I said, shit, I got beat. <laughs> oh, potty mouth Jim. Oh, we're on the... <laughs> You say whatever you want here. You All know. right. Well, um, <laughs> so at five o'clock, that very first time, I'm like, "All right, I loved it." You know, I got I got into this because I love to cook, not necessarily barbecue, but I've been I was cooking barbecue up up in Ohio uh, for friends and family. And by five o'clock, I brought everything with me, but the kitchen sink, and I had a four by eight foot open trailer that I've had all this shit on. I mean, I wish I had, I'm sure there's probably pictures somewhere out there. I wish I had it because I'm like, I look like the clamp that's going down the road. And it, <laughs> like I said, it's just so intense with all them people by five o'clock on Friday. Didn't know what I was getting into. I was ready to pack up and go. I, honestly, I, I think I would have not did any more barbecue contests, but I had, I built a smoker. I've had so much money already wrapped up into it and I had yeah. paid for other contests. I'm like, all right, might as well do a few. And then they got easier and easier and easier. So it's it's uh, amazing when you think back to when you started, how much shit you took with you. Oh. <laughs> and that's what when I teach classes, we had a class a couple weeks ago, and I, and I said, you know, it's hard in the beginning to figure out what you need to bring, but now I'm using very little things, rubs and anything. I mean, if somebody's all you have, I'm mean, no, I don't have it. I mean, I just bring what I really need. Exactly. People always ask me, you got any extra of this? I'm like, no, nope, <laughs> no. It's not in here. <laughs> no. Yeah. So back to your Lakeland is a very unique contest. And that's the one I have not. There's only a few contests on my bucket list that I want to win. I mean, I've been fortunate to win a lot of, you know, cool contests. And, but Lakeland Pig Fest being my, in my, my shop, I'm, I'm right across right by the airport, my Florida hometown. I want to win it. I've, I've been really close several times. Uh, last year we did well. I think two or three years ago we took third overall i thought we had it won so that's on my bucket list to do wow you've not won that one no i have not i'm sorry that i didn't know that uh, <laughs> but hey 2021's a, a you know a fresh year and we're gonna we're gonna try it again basically our hometown contest is fredericksburg virginia and for five years it was like come on two rgc's it's like jesus this is and finally we won it, and I was like, I, now I'm complete. As a yeah, you know, you, you maybe put a little, a little more pressure on yourself. Uh, when I moved to Florida, I, I actually lived in Winter Haven, which they have an FBA contest there every year. Mm -hmm. And I, I was fortunate to win that one. So when I lived in Winter Haven um, years ago, I did win that. So that was my home, you know, this, but this one here, you know, my shop's right, right, right next door yeah. to the venue. And that's, that's the bucket list. That's probably the – one of the two bucket lists that I have, you know, that I, that I would love to win. Hey, goals, buddy. We already talked about goals. That's right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start a goal list right here. I'm going to write down. <laughs>
So in terms of what you've cooked and everything, I know you've had a lot of success, but what's been the biggest turning point in your life as a pit master? The biggest turning point as of, I, I, there, I think that I can answer that in a lot of different ways, but yeah. when I just, by that question, the biggest turning point was when I figured chicken out, when I figured chicken out, <laughs> it was like, Oh, you know, the skies lifted. I'm like, okay, I can do this. But it, honestly, it took me a long time to figure it out with, with the help of some, some other people that didn't tell me what they were doing, but just give me some pointers. Why don't you try this? Or, you know, why don't you look into that? So I think the biggest point, turning point as, is, as competition is when I figure chicken out. That's a great answer. It, you know, because I think about these questions in terms of myself all the time. And it, that's, that's a great answer. I'm sorry. No one's answered that question that astutely. That is a yeah. great. I mean, it was my nemesis. I, I, I tell you what, I, mean, for, I probably could have had my first grand, you know, a year and a half before I, I got, you know, I, I did. I just, I, these, these new teams, backyard teams were, were beating me, you know, I'm like, what the hell, what the, what are they doing? And I can't, I'm like, I'm in the bottom, the bottom quarter, bottom third of the field, every contest. I mean, I tried everything. I had people tasted it and I don't know if they, we're giving me the honest truth where we talk. Right, right, right. I don't know if they were giving me the honest truth, but what I, I completely switched what I was doing completely. And it was like, honestly, I think the first time I completely, once I, um, I'm going to give some props out to uh, Dana Hills, big Papa country kitchen. You know, he yeah. doesn't compete much down here, but when I started, he was the, he was the guy, you know, he was the guy that, you know, I was struggling and, and I was thinking about giving it up. I was cooking didn't have an enclosed trailer, didn't have air conditioner. It's hot down here. It's miserable. He, he helped me and give me some, he didn't tell me exactly what to do, but he gave me some pointers to figure that chicken out. And I think the first or, first or second contest, that was one, I got a first place chicken. I'm like, woohoo, you know, I, I got it figured out. <laughs> and for the longest time, I mean, I've won, I don't know how many times, you know, since 2013, I probably won every team of the year chicken, but twice. And, and since then I've struggled lately because it, it has changed a lot, you know, how I do it, but stubborn me, it took me a while to change it to what other people were doing. And I don't, I like to take things where it's okay. This is how I'm exactly doing. Well, I don't want to take it verbatim. I want to, okay, take them points and make it my own. Absolutely. Um, so I, I was, I was stubborn for probably a year and a half. What I'm doing chicken, it, it's totally different. Totally different. Do you, than what do I, you teach that way as well? Like use this as a guideline and then. Yeah, I teach both ways just because I, I feel like that chicken's going to come back because that's some. And, and when, when I do the classes here, I have, I have certified judges, KCBS and FBA judges come here. So I give the, the students, you know, the, the people taking the class, the, the input too. And, and I actually learned from them judges. And I tell the judges, and they're tough judges. And I said, don't just give, you know, give me good scores just because we're here. It's a learning learning process for me too. Sure. And every time we do that chicken, they like my old school chicken better. But these judges, the, I, I call it barely done and way overdone. I used to barely done where you're you want you're barely getting that stuff done, and it's you're 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 walking a tight rope there, whether you're gonna fall off to the or it's, <laughs> right you always scratch that was i'm cooking it in less than 50 minutes that's how that's how fast are you the 
are you the creator of that process? No, no. I, I, I you know, that's where I got some help for, with uh, for Dana Hills, and he might have been. And, and he told me that, he's, oh, I'm cooking it for 40, 40 45 minutes. I'm like, what? So I, I'm going to put that out there. I mean, I, I killed it. I mean, for, I mean, I call it barely done. And I tell you what, it's the, one of the tastiest, juiciest chicken. Matter of fact, we were out west in, I, I remember. spent an hour on this, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to push you, but I have so many questions. Okay, but... yeah, we can, whatever. We, we, <laughs> but I remember we were out west somewhere at a contest, and I don't know, it was out at a casino, whatever, and this was years ago. And uh, I give uh, Travis Clark a piece, and he says, you know how I'm trying, God damn, that, that's that's good chicken. But is that what you want? Like, yeah, that's what I want. So they weren't, you know, they weren't used to that texture of that chicken. When you take a bite of it, and, and um, juices just flow, flow out of it. Where now, you know, that that's when we scraped the skin. We, you know, we took every ounce of fat off that, and like I said, I was just grilling it. And yeah. what, what I found out that, you know, these backyard guys were beating me. That's what they were doing. They were just throwing on a damn grill and, 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 and not saying winning, but scoring better than I was. Yeah. And I used to cook it to, you know, the 190 to 200, whatever that may be. And so I, I teach it both ways in the class. But the last several classes, the judges, you know, that scored better than what we turn in for competition. I, I think. One of the reasons is, you know, the judges are afraid to, to have something that's so juicy that is it, they're scratching their head. Is it, is it, is it done? Is it or, they done? Think, or they think that people like that old trick of injecting it with butter and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I, I did that. I did that. And I did <laughs> try the sous vide with the, you know, at a competition where I'm boiling my water. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> I've tried everything. Uh, <laughs> tried to make me a redneck sous vide with, you know, with boiling water on the smoker, put it in a cooler and keep adding hot water to, to do it that way. No joke. I did that a couple of times and that didn't work very well. <laughs> I'm sorry folks that are listening whenever we put this out there, but we're going to stay on this for a minute. Cause when I came down last year, you know, I'm cooking in, out of Jeff Troop's trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Russell Schwartz right across from me, and he's like, I'm killing it in chicken. And he's like, you ain't got no chance in chicken. And I'm like, I'm okay. 2017 chicken team of the year, but okay. And I'm like, let's trade. And he's, I hear him talking to Bill Gillespie a little bit, and he's like, yeah, I, I barely done. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's on. Let's go, you know. And he brings it over to me, and I bit it, and I went, yeah, I have never had anything like that before. But I also know that 50% of these judges are from up my way. They're down here on vacation. Yep, yep. I was like, so I'm going to turn in my chicken, mm-hmm. which is the 200-plus chicken. And and I think that Russell had one chicken, like, he's going to be so pissed off that we're talking about this. <laughs> I think he had one, like, chicken, like, five times in a row or some shit, and I smoked him. And he, <laughs> he was so mad, and he goes yeah. – he goes, you said you didn't like it. I'm like, I said it was different. I didn't say I didn't like it. But it was it was different. But back then, like I said, I it took me took me a year and a half to, and, and I knew, and Tim Malloy and and all those guys, they they were cooking it that way and doing well. 
Um, and I was still doing it, the barely done. The thing with that is the window, just like hot and fast. This we're cooking hot and fast. Yeah. And I'm a typically a low and slow guy. The hot and fast, your window, we're we're talking only a degree or two. That's how yeah. critical it is. Once it gets past that magical number, I, I'll tell you that magical number if you want to take my class, but <laughs> <laughs> that magical number, once you hit it, it's it's very good, but the window is so so narrow it's so that it's worth doing the the 200 chicken and not maybe not going for i'm hit i'm when i'm doing that barely down i'm swinging for a home run home run swing yeah where i found out okay it's not about home run in one category you gotta you gotta do all four without screwing one up so. and that's that's funny that you mentioned that man because like a lot of people a lot of people operate on that home run swing and a lot of people operate on the hidden single swing yep I don't know. I think it's a combination of both. I think you have to take the meat as it comes to you and then really make an assessment. Can I make the home run swing here? Can I not? You know what I mean? Right. And, and not saying I won't go back to that. I'm not going to go back to that. That's why I teach both ways to show it. It's it just, I think the judges get used to something and you hear judges like, well, I wish we get something different. We get something in a different flavor. You do something different. You're going to get hammered. We all know that. <laughs> Um, unless you get it, you pound it and pound it and pound it. And, and I think when I was doing it, when I first started that down here, it was, there was other people, I know other people were doing it, not very many, but there was some people doing it and doing well. So, and then when it shifts to the overdone, that's what they're used to. So, and then when they get something like they don't, they haven't seen or, or tasted in a while or. You know, we're getting new judges all the time, so they, they've never, you know, had that, the, the differences. They're used to this. So in their mind, yeah. okay, what's wrong with this chicken? It's, you know, <laughs> it's oozing juice. <laughs> right, right. So let's switch gears a little bit. Habits, rituals, and routines. You're not a superstitious person, are you? Uh, not very, not very much. You haven't been wearing that hat forever? Well, well, we could, I, I've been wearing hats forever, and people think I don't have any hair. I got plenty of hair. <laughs> you do. I didn't. I don't know that I've ever seen it before. No. Now, for all of you that are just listening, like Jim has a full head of hair. Like I got lots of hair. I got sometimes too much hair. Too much hair. <laughs> I said sometimes, like man, I wish I was bald. Not, not. I don't say that, but you know, I'm like easy, oh, buddy. easy. <laughs> but my superstition. I think when I cook with my brother Jeff, he has a lot more superstitions than I do. Um, I'm not a. I have a few. Obviously, it's the red hat and the black sweet smoke shirt when I go to the contest. I guess if I show up without a hat, and, and I've been places where, you know, dress up formal places that some barbecue people, uh, we, we didn't, who are you? Let me put my hat on. Oh, all right. <laughs> so the red hat, I used to wear all the, you know, I'm a Buckeye fan, and I, it was never, when I started, it was never the red. And I, I just feel like, it's one of those things you start to win. Okay, I had a red hat on, or I had this. Um, so it's red hat. It's the black, the black sweet smoke shirt. Typically, unless it's real cold, it's a flip flop, so which I wear all the time. And I always bring a pink drink to the uh, cooks meeting and at awards. So that's my only superstition that I do. That's is like pink five. drink. That's like five. <laughs> okay, it's fine. And the pink drink is not in. Listen, that's something that shouldn't be underestimated. That was evolved at a barbecue contest. Yeah. For those of you that haven't indulged at some point, if you are at a contest, 
and sweet smoke hue is there make sure to find yeah we have we usually we we usually uh, pour plenty so (laughs) uh, especially when it's warm out when it's hot so oh absolutely so during your competition week is your week the same every week do you have a, a routine and schedule you stay to yeah, per, at the most part, uh, just depends on what got business-wise. It used to be when I was, you know, when I had a real, my real job, I call it real job, uh, I guess, my <laughs> engineering job. On Tuesday, I would trim chicken. On this day, I would go there. Now, with being here running the, the sweet smoke business, it just depends on what we got going on. But typically, Thursday, I'm Thursday, I'm out getting, you know, getting all the supplies, the meat. Uh, I have briskets shipped in usually go get the meat, uh, chicken and whatever I need. Uh, and I don't even have a list cause I, I just get the same thing over every week. So I, I don't even need a list like I used to. I, I know I go to the grocery store and I know what, what I need to get. Um, there's a few things that I don't get every week that I'll write on my, I got a, a whiteboard on, in the trailer. So I'll write it down and on Thursday morning, uh, I'll you know, get my chicken and, you know, and then you're check doing all this on Thursday, Thursday. And then a lot of times I'll roll out Thursday afternoon, depends on where I'm going. Sometimes if I'm going traveling, I'll, I'll leave Wednesday Wednesday night. But th- Thursday is my, typically shopping around and, and no trimming. Uh, I, I trim. I don't even open anything up until I get there on Friday. Wow. Yeah. I used to. I just don't, I mean, I just don't have the time anymore. I mean, right. I, when you're working for yourself, running a business, it's... I get it. Yeah. yeah Thursday and Friday, I'm not here, but I'm still emails and, 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 and phone calls. I'm So I'm still kind of, you know, in business, but I, I'm doing it all Thursday. Right on. And, and then a lot of times, most times I hang out on Saturday night and and then very rarely do I come back home. I just hang out and, and then Sunday, bring the trailer back to the shop, kind of clean it out a little bit. When I pack it up, on uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning, it's pretty much ready to roll the next time. I don't want to clean it. You know, I try to do my best job to get it cleaned, even cleaning the smokers out. I'll, I'll clean them out of the contest. I wish I had time to clean it. It'd be easier to clean them here, but I'll drag them out there. I think it's a, that's a great point that you make. And because Kim and I do the same thing, and I know a lot of people do, is when we hook up and leave, if literally I have to put coolers in it and we go, we're ready. I don't want to think about cleaning that trailer during the week. Me too. And I, and I have a, I have a commercial fridge in my trailer. Um, so it's all plugged in here at the shop. So I don't have coolers to deal with. I said, I, I'll mop the floors, everything Saturday night or Sunday morning, mainly it's Saturday before this is all done before award. So yeah. all I have to do is pack my back, you know, smokers up either for Saturday night or Sunday morning, everything's clean. So I, it's just, I want, I make it where it's not, I mean, it's a little work, but I try to make it as least amount of, uh, you know, I'm doing it all at once. I don't want to break it up and, and do a little bit here and a little bit there. So. Right. No, that's good. It, that's it's good. work. So. So when you first started out, what were some of the best decisions you made? The best decision is to buy an enclosed trailer so I can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> get out of the heat down here. And then I didn't eat it. I just bought a used, and it's the same trailer I'm using now. It wasn't wrapped, and it's went through uh, like through two two rebuilt, completely rebuilt inside, and that was the best decision. I was at the point where am I going to buy this? Am I going to keep to continue this craziness of traveling around trying to trying to do something I really loved and do enjoyed to do? You know, to cook. It's the competition. So I, well, yeah. I went out and bought a, a used trailer and 
for the first, I told my son, my son was cooking with me a lot of uh, time and it didn't even have a, it didn't have an, uh, this is funny. We said this for many, 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 probably a year. I didn't have an electric jack on it. It was always a hand crank. So I, our little joke was, okay, Garrett, when we, when we win the first grand, we can buy that electric jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I bought it before we won the, you know, a first grand, but probably the first few months we didn't even put air, have an air conditioner in there. So. Wow. Once we put air conditioner in there and uh, it would, it made, made life a lot easier. But you know, when we started, it was, there were some people that had trailers, but it's not like nowadays where you go in there and roll up in these big rigs. Um, and everybody had just a utility trailer. If, if they even had that, you know, a lot of pop-ups and a lot of pop-ups. Yeah. Uh, open trailers. I love pop-up cooking, man. I love it. Not uh, in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like the, what I like is I know, when I travel out west, I you know use my brother's equipment and or, you know whatever I need to go. But I'm I'm kind of that person that I'm not OCD, but I I like to be in my comfort zone, my element. I know if I open this drawer, I know where everything is. It's a I don't have to think about it. Where if I'm in a pop up or if I'm somewhere else where I'm not used to, it, I got to think. Okay, where is this at? And that distracts that distracts you from concentrating what you need to do, you know, to win that contest. I think that it takes, you got to hit those fine little details and back to the sleeping in the trailer or, you know, where it's, I used to sleep in my, my truck, get a good night's sleep and be focused. And no. now, now I sleep just as well in my trailer as in my bed at home, you know, where I get up in the morning and I'm not a morning person and I get up in the morning <laughs> where I'm not, I am not tired. So I, I'm, I'm sharper. And I think those fine, little, you got to be sharp and, and hit your little, you know, the fine details to, to have a chance. I mean, this, this competition game, you know, we all know that it's, there's a lot of good cooks out there and, you know, and it doesn't just out there just throwing mud on the wall and hoping it sticks and, you know, and you grab a yeah. you know, grand champion, you know, you get lucky once in a while, but you're not going to get lucky every contest. Yeah. It's, and I think that sleep is one of the things that, that I've learned from, you know, cooking the things that I've been fortunate enough to cook and seeing how these guys operate and realize that like when I'm sitting in a parking lot by myself at two in the morning, staring at the backwoods. <laughs> no. <laughs> no and I see, you know, and I see these guys and maybe, I, maybe that's for them, but I tell you what, I, I like, honestly, I like my eight hours of sleep. Oh, it's and I've been there. I've slept in my truck. I've slept on the chair, and it's it's. I went out in Texas. This is just like just yesterday, you know. Seems like it was yesterday. We went out in Texas a year. Uh, I don't know, five years ago. We did a uh, our first IBCA cookout there. Flew and um, it was um. I don't even know where we're at. Texas. Texas. <laughs> Big Texas. And me and my buddy, we went out there and we borrowed drums. Okay, well we got some drums for you. Get there. They were they were just like burn barrels. I mean burn barrels. So I had to I had to rig kind of a it had a half ass charcoal basket and didn't have a heat deflector and I'm low and slow. I need to uh, rig up a heat deflector. So we went to we went to Walt. I'm like oh, okay we got place for you to stay. Oh we gotta stay in. Uh, we're gonna we're, you're gonna stay over here with Jimbo Billy Bob over here in his <laughs> his, his little camp. I'm like there's not enough room for him, let alone two people. Right. <laughs> we went to, I think we went to Walmart or Lowe's or somewhere and got some, uh, some, some, you know, some lawn chairs and slept outside. I tell you what, that was miserable. 
Yeah. And I, I don't want to do that. Um, no. Nah. You know, it, it's tough enough to, like I said, what we're doing when we have the comfort of a trailer, but you know, don't, don't, my opinion is like, that's just a, something that I, I don't need to deal with. Sleep is a superpower. It is. And I then you get tired, you know, and it's, I'm on my feet. I don't sit down and people like, I typically cook by myself and, and, and I get this comment all the time. Like, damn, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. It's just a r- routine. When I get that, when I get up on Friday morning to do my routine, I will not, I will not sit down really maybe at the cook's meeting. And a lot of times I'm saying, I won't sit down the whole day. And then you same same thing on Saturday, I don't sit down. I, I won't go out there for once in a while, depends on how things are going, but my flow or my times are based on, you know, I'm doing something at all the time. So I don't have time to sit back for 10, 15 minutes. You know, sometimes I'll sit, you know, hang out for five minutes, a few minutes, but you won't sit see me sitting there longer than 10 minutes. I get five minutes and I normally am texting people and drinking lucky beers on Facebook. <laughs> but even, even Dawn, you know, checking Facebook or the phone or this, uh, my, if my it phone distracts. Rings, it distracts. It does. I don't do, especially on Saturday. I, there's a very few people I'll answer my phone, the phone for, you know, on Saturday, but remove those distractions. You know, Absolutely. What's the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you? I think I have three, obviously a business and barbecue. Never thought in this world I'd be doing this as a business. Cause you're an engineer, right? Engin- yeah, I started engineer and uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the surprising you know, never, I didn't get into this to, oh, I want to have a product or I wanted to have a business. The product kind of fell, first product was the uh, the pork injection, the uh, the Q juice, and that sold, you know, sold very well. And then we came up with a beef and a couple sauces and and that was doing well and ne- never thought it would be here doing this <laughs> for a living. Li- uh, right. If you would have asked me back then, no, I would have said, you're crazy. You know, you're crazy. <laughs> So that, that's probably, you know, the, the business barbecue. I never thought I'd win multiple FBA team of the years. Never thought that would happen. Never thought I'd win, you know, a world championship in, uh, in 14. And uh, I just feel like, and I've been told this, I, I'm very, I, I'm, um, I don't see myself as these other guys. I, I just, I, I feel like I, I, see, I see myself as, oh, this, 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 this kid from Ohio, out of the, the farm country that is cooking, you know, up against championship world championship barbecue and I, i've been all over the country i've been over into europe so never th- i just it doesn't seem like that's something but, you, that- but you're in that conversation when you walk into a contest people notice that you're there oh, oh yeah yeah i'm you're not saying that. i just can't say i'm just one of you one of you and i used to be that way and i tell people like don't get intimidated my very first you know like when people, i was right next to meyer mixon you know, never met Myron before. I'm, oh my God! You know, this would be right when Pitmasters started, and I knew who he was. I think this was the Pitmasters just the first season had just started, so I knew who. He was. Oh, okay. And then Tuffy Stone. Oh, I've I've heard about him doing on the internet, and I'm like, you know, now these guys are you know good friends. It just doesn't seem like when I started, I'm like, I'm I'm a nobody, and I'm, I'm I just I'm just I'm just a guy out there cooking barbecue. Got lucky once or twice, you know. I, I don't know. It's funny how that works, isn't it? It's yeah, and, and, and <laughs> never thought I was thinking about this today, kind of preparing myself for 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 this 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 podcast here. I was asked a couple of years I don't know, I don't know, four years ago to be on a um, 
this was in Jacksonville at a NBBQA um, event where it was a it was a roundtable format, and they asked me to be one of the the one of the pitmasters up there speaking. It was Myron, Tuffy, Chris, Lilly, and, and Jamie, me. I'm like, I don't even belong here. <laughs> it's just, it's hard, not hard. I just, like I said, I, I just, I don't see myself as that. You know, I'll get recognized you know, on TV. You get recognized in the store. I'm like, I'm like okay, you know. <laughs> it's just weird. I, I, I'm, it's kind of weird. Chris Lilly told me once, he goes, I really love everything you're doing. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't, how do you know? And number one, why do you That's care? Like, how do you know me? You know, how do you know? You know, before I, I've known, you know, Tuffy, he was, they were filming this years and years ago. They were, they were filming uh, Pitmasters in Tampa here. And we were at a contest in Winter Haven. And I, I don't know if we won that one or we did very well. And, and Myron and Tuffy, Myron usually used to cook that one a lot. So, but he couldn't that because they were filming. So after filming, they came to the contest at awards and I get off stage and did well. And I'm like, and, oh yeah, Tuffy. Oh yeah. I know who you, I, I, Tuffy's like, I know who you are. And I keep trying. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, oh. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, you know, and, and those guys have been competition barbecue for, you know, and it's like they're the who's of the who, you know, and they're they like, are it. They are competition barbecue, and it's yeah, yeah. and it's like wow, wow. How, how do you know me? How do you know this guy? <laughs> wow, you know how long we've talked already? I don't even know. We could probably. Hey, we we haven't we haven't we haven't touched the surface. What? But, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna do a round two. But we're going to hit the rapid fires right now. Okay. Is that fair? Can we do a round two? I got to be honest with you, Jim. This has been one of my best interviews and one of my favorite interviews. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. You know, like I said, I, we've been buddies for a day or two, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about real shit. I mean, we talked about chicken for 20 minutes. <laughs> hey, you know, hopefully, you know, the yeah, you ever sous a chicken, you know, some chicken, a competition chicken? Well, Sweet Smoke has. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you I'm gonna hit you with the rapid fires. All right, let's go. What do you see about barbecue and social media that upsets or bothers you? Uh judge uh when people complain about judges. Yeah. Okay. Well uh, the judge so and so, well, I cooked the same I did last week and I did get the, the same results. Well, you didn't cook the same, you didn't have the same meat, you didn't have the same uh temperature, you didn't you weren't in the same city, you weren't no. So that irritates me is blame on the judge. Yeah, there, there's probably some judges out there that are whatever, but in the whole, I see it too much. Uh, and you look at you know, the teams that are with, are they, are they bitching about judging? We hit the same judge, you know? Right. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. That, that, that kind of irritates me. I get you. I get you. What do you think are the biggest misconceptions about you? I think people think I live and drink pink drinks every day. <laughs> And honestly, let's be clear about one thing right now. Jim has not had anything to drink before this podcast, and I have. <laughs> that's a rarity. Um, no, I, I honestly, I probably, I, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I drank a pink drink non-competition. So right. uh, I drink, I'm a straight, I'm a vodka splash of cranberry guy. So if I drank vodka and splash of cranberry at a competition, I'd be uh, out of it. So. 
that's how you know <laughs> came about. I had to add something to it to water it down. So that's where the lemonade come from. What's one of your favorite pre, during, or post competition meals? I don't eat much during a competition. Uh, when I get there, uh, it's mainly I have to have chocolate in my trailer. Everybody knows they come to Jim's trailer. There's always chocolate there. There's once in a while I eat a little breakfast if it's uh, you know somebody brings me some breakfast. I'm not. I don't eat eggs. So no uh, eggs. No eggs. I do not eat eggs. And then obviously after the contest down here in the FBA, it's usually a kind of a tradition that the uh, grand champion uh, buys pizza for everybody that stays. So we eat a lot of pizza on, on Saturday night. So <laughs> wow, cool. candy, my, chocolate, maybe, uh, and I'm not a big breakfast fan, person fan, but I don't eat a lot during there. So I'm, 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 I'm there to focus and, you know, and it's being around the smell of it and this, that kind yeah. of thing. I didn't know about that pizza thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's um, when we go to a KCBS contest. There's a bunch of FBA, you know, teams there that will stick around. Uh, if one of us will do very well, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll chip in. I was like, all right, I'll buy some pizza. You know, that happened when we were up to Banjo uh, uh This oh yeah, night. we uh we took reserve and um we just stuck around. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna buy everybody's pizza that stuck around. So that's cool. We don't have to go out. Sometimes we'll go out, but a lot of times we're already been drinking and tired. So it's easier just to get pizza. It's easy. Listen, man, I'm the king of Uber Eats and DoorDash at a competition <laughs> site. Yeah. And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just ordered McDonald's for 40. <laughs> and they're like, what are you, how is it coming here? I'm like, just wait. Yeah. And we've done that too. Uh, we've, done, <laughs> we've gotten uh, hundreds of cheeseburgers, double cheeseburgers. Yeah. And- you know, we, if we get tired of pizza, we'll, we'll get something else. Um, I know um, one of the this years ago, one of the guys that won a grand champ, won a big, big contest down here. We, there was a sushi bar there, so we just bought a lot of sushi. <laughs> That's awesome. So, <laughs> what is your favorite present that you like to give people? I don't know. I, I think if I what I, I give this a lot one of really money. gets everybody. I know. Um, I had to think about this and. I think I give a lot of, bar, you know, sweet smoke barbecue sauce and rubs away. I'm, I'm even, even at a contest. Some new team like here. Not, I'm not saying this for holidays, but here, here you go. Try it out. You know, I, right. I, so I, I'm a giver of that. Right. Right. I, I'm a giver of underwear. <laughs> what I do. I'll probably send you a pair after this interview. <laughs> <Hey>, wait. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do because okay. it's so awkward. You know, it's, I sent Donnie Teal underwear and uh, easily the most awkward transition I've ever. My, my, hey, my, my, my favorite color is clear. clear. <laughs> I forgot that you live in Florida and you probably don't even wear underwear. No, I, I do. I always make that comment, I, that, that joke. <laughs> I, my favorite color is clear. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hit you with the last one. Was it is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? Like, what's something that people would think is absolutely nuts about you? Oh, oh I even thought I even think about this one. <laughs> Say that one more time. What is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? I guess the thing that comes across right now is I don't know if it, it's I love to teach. That's cool. That, that answer it's kind of all. I mean, I, I love to teach, and I've made this comment before. Um, when I was in high school, I was thinking I kind of knew what I would want to do. It was a, either an engineer or a chef. Well, back back then, chef mm-hmm. wasn't a cool thing to do, and and I didn't want to be on my feet all day and working weird hours. So, and another thing was a teacher. Uh, I just I love to 
I'm a quiet person kind of by nature, but I do like to teach people. Not, I'm not necessarily, you know, barbecue, just, just, just different things that I kind of know and just kind of spread some, That's cool. some knowledge out there. Dude, that's awesome. Well, Jim, I have to tell you, this has been one of my favorite interviews. And I only asked you half the questions that I wanted to ask you. So if I can get you to commit to a second part of this in the spring, or maybe we even do it in person when we're down in Lakeland. Yeah, I know we, that you're super busy, but if we can find the time. Yeah, well, you need, you just let me know when you're coming here, coming down here. Um, we'll pink drink it up and we'll have yeah, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll pink drink it up and have a have a conversation we'll have a drunk conversation yeah. on pink drinks and be and it'll be unlike and i'm not talking shit on chat at all but like every time i was on that show and they were having pink drinks like i got to say four words <laughs> i'm a good listener and i enjoy hearing what you guys have to say and man thank you so much for being on here i really appreciate it hey bud thanks appreciate it Appreciate you having me on. And like I said, I can't wait to see you. Uh, you were saying you were coming down here in the, um, the holidays, but I'm actually heading to Vegas for the holidays. So I'll be down there for Pig Fest. Pig Fest. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll have to drink a few pink drinks and maybe. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are coming down to Pig Fest this year. Uh, I, I think that, you know, being, you know, the shitty year we had in competition, well, it's been a shitty year anyway, but not a lot of competitions, you know. Yeah. I, down here in Florida, we start our season off from, you know, September and it goes to like April. We have a little downtime in, in, in December, but not much. And we start back up and usually first of January. So last year we, we had six or seven contests already in before this shit, you know, hit the fan. And yeah, since 2012, when I really started hitting this hard and heavy, I haven't had that much time off. So, yeah. So, um, so from last con I've done, two contests since since march so right on. but back to what i'm saying i think lakeland uh the pig fest is going to be a and I, I know some people are you know coming coming down here it'll be a good time so it'll be a great time i well, appreciate time. it bud all right man jim thank you all right man thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old virginia smoke podcast be sure to subscribe and like the podcast rate the podcast and to share it out with your friends also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. We'll have another episode for you next week featuring Jason Hardy with Elite Barbecue Smokers, who is also a candidate for the KCBS Board of Directors. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020.